we'll be live. Hello. Hi, everyone. So we switch spots. This is awkward. Okay, we're not used to this. But I was thinking when I look, when I look at when I'm looking at my screen, I'm looking this way, right? So if we switch spots, it, it looks like I'm just looking into the void, right? But now now that I'm on the on this side. I look like, like I'm looking at Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Atheist Republic News Show. Yes, yes. We're going to be covering uh, 10 news items about atheism and religion and secularism, like we do every week. Thanks to Susanna and Dee and everyone else on the Atheist Republic team. They cannot, we cannot mention their names, who prepare all of this news and do the fact checking and all the things to make sure that the news is accurate and everything so that we bring them to you. Okay. Um, and also, we give you our opinions on them. If you like that, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you have hit the bell notification. And, and also, uh, I've been saying this on the Persian show, so I'm going to say it here now as well. This show is haram on, upon you if you have not liked this video, right? So, yeah, yeah. So that means that we have deemed it haram. Like this is our video, and we are making it haram for you if you don't like the video. That means that in the afterlife, you will you will burn if you just don't like the video because you just watch the video, you know, without accepting our conditions. Okay, this is how Islam works. Right. So like the video before you start watching it. Uh, this is how our channel maybe starts to grow. If you like these videos and leave a comment after the stream is over, that also helps. All right. Um, oh, crap. You're right. Something I don't remember saying we always commit haram anyways. Damn. It's not working in our favor. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So we should, Susanna, do you want to mention anything about what the news is today, like how is it? Is it sad? Is it? We have anyway, mostly we can... some juicy things. Oh, juicy, we should have added juicy... Facebook because we can stream on Facebook now. So I don't, but for next week. It's back? It's back, yes. Oh, damn. Okay, well, damn. Um, No, we may, mainly just have some juicy news stories this week. I mean, there's some stuff that's sad, but it's mostly juicy. Okay, and what countries are recovering the most? Uh, UK, USA, Iran, Afghanistan, India, uh, Israel, India, and Saudi Arabia. Nice, nice. See, we are very international here. Oh, D is here too. Hi, D. Saying hello. In <laughs> hello, infidels. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's just get started. Um, can we clap for the first news? Is it clappable? News? Yes, this is hilarious. Okay, good. First news. First news, sexy Demi Lovato crucifix poster banned for offending Christians. A poster promoting Demi Lovato's latest album, Holy F.V.C.K., was banned in the UK by the Advertising Standards Authority, or ASA, after four complaints were received. It took them only four complaints to ban the whole thing. Four people. Yeah. The poster in question depicted Demi Lovato wearing a black and red bondage outfit while lying on a mattress shaped like a crucifix on a red background. The American singer was also, quote, in a position with her legs bound to one side, which was reminiscent of Christ on the cross, according to the ASA. The ASA stated that the poster and album titled linked sexuality with the sacred religi religious symbol and was therefore offensive to Christians. 
The watchdog also received complaints about the poster's placement, saying they were placed irresponsibly in areas where children could see them. The poster was removed from six locations across London, and the ASA warned the record label not to release similar advertisements in the future. Despite the controversy, Lovato's album reached number seven on the UK's official albums chart of uh, top 100. Okay, what was the official reason for why they took it away in the UK? It was the... Because it linked sexuality with a sacred religious symbol. Okay, I thought I thought um, it was because of the the swear word that was on that. There was a portion of the statement that talked about the swear word, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the overarching message, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because that swear word seemed to me like it's an excuse for something that is more about religion. Because it was not really a swear word. It was just made to look like a swear word. And if that was the problem, then the brand, there's a brand that looks like a swear word. Like F, uh, what is that? SCUK? That, that has to be banned in the entirety of the UK, that, uh, that brand. Because it sounds like... Oh, I haven't heard of that one before. Okay. So but, that was part okay, but, of it. But then it was also the explicit sexualization of uh, you know sacred objects. You know, it's sacrilegious. Sacrilegious. So UK is officially now has blasphemy laws. This is like no. And actually, if you scroll down, you see that um, Humanist uh, UK actually made a comment about this, where they said Humanist UK has long campaigned to lift the ban on blasphemy and advertising. Free speech is being stifled and offense is being weaponized. Sign our petition to call on the ASA to lift the ban. So apparently, I mean. I don't remember what kind of law the UK has on blasphemy in general. I mean, I know that historically they have had them, right? But this is more of something that's specific to advertising and not a general civil law, in my understanding. Okay, um, can we get the cross ban by by claiming that um, we're getting turned on by it? (laughs) (laughs) No, like, what if it's your kink? Like, like I mean, most most Jesus, most Jesus is on a cross. The guy is like almost completely naked, except just a little bit, right? And you know, he looks pretty. He looks pretty fit, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of restrained at the same time, right? Oh. I bet you a whole bunch of people will find that, you know, kind of kinky, right? Can 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 we get four people? To complain about that and maybe get the entirety of the Jesus on well, the cross. I mean, you know, that's not in an advertisement, as they would say in the UK. Okay, because this is, is specific to an advertising authority. It is. It is advertisement of religion. I know, but usually crucifixes with Christ on the cross is seen within the church, in my experience. Like, actually within the church, above the altar. Okay, we can allow that. We allow that inside the church, but can we get it banned outside of the church? Because it's too kinky, it's sexy. I mean, we just want to be fair. (laughs) No, because they're saying that this is explicitly, like, sexualizing it. Okay, it's in a reproduction, not the thing itself is just found by some to be sexy. I think that would probably be the argument. Okay, it's also the offense to the Christians. Yeah, that's the main part, okay? Because 
would this be banned on advertisement if there was no cross behind her? Like, do we not? Because I've been to the UK. I've seen under buses. They have more sexualized ads than this. I think so. Right? Yeah. So it's not about the sexualization. It's about the cross. So yeah, this is not this is not right. Oh. Yeah. Well, Asian American is saying something. I can't highlight it because it hasn't come up yet on StreamYard. Oh, there we go. Have you all seen Sexy Korean Jesus? What is Sexy Korean Jesus? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Well, because in San Francisco, we would have a competition every Easter called the Sexy Jesus competition. And everyone goes and no, Hunky Jesus, excuse me, Hunky Jesus competition. And so the buffest typically gay men in San Francisco would go have a competition to win if they could be, if they could get money for being the sexiest hunky Jesus on Easter in the park. It was pretty awesome. Okay, and then they started having a uh, competition. I think it was for slutty Mary or for sexy Mary. And so then they had started having sexy mother Mary competitions as well. Right. She should have done it with tying it herself to the stick. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get it. Do you explain this? Well, like in basically instead of it being a cross, like she's being burned at the stake. Oh yeah, that would be more in line with Christian belief. Um, okay, here's a here Diaz goes correct. Look, Jesus on a cross. I think this is also sexism, okay? Because Jesus on a cross has less clothing than she has. This is sexism. They're saying, well, Jesus only wore an itty-bitty loincloth. Exactly. So how come Jesus is not sexy? I mean, as a Christian, you have to be offended. How come people don't find Jesus on a cross sexy? <laughs> he does look usually fit, doesn't he? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, but I think that might be partially like because of this, like, starvation he went through, like, uh, because of... No, like, no, he has ab, like, no, no, he doesn't look like he's starved. Okay, hold on. Um, he doesn't look like he's a... Armin he wants to be as shredded as Christ on the cross. <laughs> yeah, like, most of the time he looks pretty... He looks like he's, he's he works out. Okay, like, like, I don't know, like this one. Right. Where is sexy Korean Jesus? I want to know what this is. Okay, why can't I zoom in? But look, like you can see visible abs and everything. Like this doesn't look like a guy who's. Look at this. Look at these. Look at these six pack. He has six pack. He's Usually chiseled. He has... He's chiseled. Yeah. This one yeah. looks like he's starving a little bit. But most Jesuses I've seen, he looks like he works out at least a little bit. But. I... <laughs> I saw Korean Korean Jesus is famous because of that movie. Mariam uh, is saying it's like Ma the Madonna scandal from the 1990s all over again, but far less artistic, more just for shock value. I mean, I guess some people find this shocking. Is this even shocking? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm so irreligious. I just like don't even blink. Is this Korean Jesus? Is this or Korean Jesus? This is Korean Jesus. This one is two fit. Wait. <laughs> that one is built like a freaking brick wall. Like, 
Yo, yeah. it looks like Yol Romero on the cross. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh, like, this is Korea, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, same for evangelical Christians. Everything is shocking, except this isn't even evangelical Christians. This is the UK. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, that's the UK. It's Christian. We're okay, Christians it's... are actually a minority now. Oh, Mariam is turned on by Korean Jesus. Um. <laughs> okay. To be fair, people who say like, oh, I didn't think Christians would be this offended. I thought it would be the Muslims or the Hindus or something like that, okay? May, may I remind you, for, for most of history, stuff far less than this used to get you, you know, Killed. Bur burned at the stake. Yeah, like you get you, you were used to get burned burned alive, okay? I think it's not, it's not because of the nature of Christianity that people are less these days are being less offended or showing less reaction compared to the Muslim community is because they can't like because they have been the, the Christianity has been um, you know defeated in many places right so it, it just, it's just a weaker version of what it used to be right but I, I, I'm almost Susanna let me what do you think I'm almost sure that if, if if Christianity had managed to come back into power, right, and it had it was a dominant force as it used to be, it will go back to burning people alive for blasphemy. Like I, what do you think? Do you agree with that? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah. So don't don't give any credit to Christianity for not. Like oh wow, it seems like it's it's better now. Okay, it's not it's not better. It's just it's just the cat. They used to, when they, if they're able to, they would, right? The people have evolved, okay, and they don't they're not empowered to do so. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh! So this next one is pretty juicy, and we I also have something in the show notes for you to show, which I think will make you pissed. So oh. get excited. Yeah, I'm ready like to that. feel something, and that something like you feel is going to be anger. <laughs> oh, wait, is it? Is this the one, the new poll? Yes, yeah. I usually but in don't the show notes, angry... I have. Yeah, no, no, I just, just usually... wait, just wait. In the show notes, pull up the extra image that I put. But let's get I, into this next news. I this do. is really interesting. Wait, is it clappable? Yes. Okay, next news. Next news. New poll reveals that Americans have historically low so-called Islamophobic beliefs or views, I should say. According to a 2020 poll conducted by the Brookings Institution, favorable views of Muslims in the United States have risen from 58% in 2016 to 78% in 2020 excuse me, 2022, with unfavorable views declining from 41% to 22% in that same time period. The poll also found that Americans from both parties are becoming more open to the idea of electing a Muslim president, with the number of Americans who oppose the idea decreasing from 34% to 26%. Additionally, the poll found that a Jewish presidential candidates faced the least opposition from the general American public. 
The Brookings Institution attributes the decline in anti-Muslim sentiment to former President Donald Trump's targeting of Muslims during his campaign and presidency, producing an effect of the public rallying behind the group. However, the report also acknowledges that incidents of anti-Semitism and attacks against Muslims have risen in the United States. So this is really interesting. Let me unpack like the studies of what this thing from the Brookings Institution found. And I, I like a lot of um, their studies and uh, reports that they put out. So they have been tracking for a while um, how likely uh, different people from different political parties are to vote for a presidential candidate from any given um, religious group. And what's so interesting is that out of every single religious group, you might think, oh, Americans would have the least opposition to electing a Christian as a president, a, a Christian candidate as the president. Not true. Both Republicans and Democrats have the least opposition to electing a Jewish president. So for every wow. single religious identity, over the years, across uh, across political parties, there has been a decline in opposition to electing someone on the basis of their religious belief. So there used to be higher resistance to someone saying, no, I don't want to elect someone because they're Muslim. No, I don't want to elect someone because they're Jewish. Okay, that's, that's a declining for both parties. It's declining more in the Democrats, but it's still declining for both parties. But then what's so interesting, Armin, the only group that actually has is facing increased opposition to being elected on the basis of their religious identity. Christians. Is evangelical Christians. Amazing. Protestants, it's a down. Catholics, it's a down. But evangelical Christians specifically. I mean, they deserve going it. up. <laughs> What about atheists? Well, that's what I wanted you to show in the picture that I asked you to pull up. Okay. Because the most discriminated against group of potential candidates is atheists. As Why? you see on the end Why? of this graph. By far. Wow. Yeah. She is the goddamn Republicans. God damn it, you people. No, but even amongst Democrats they still pull very highly in opposition yeah. to atheists. They'd be more willing, Democrats would be more willing to vote for an atheist than a Mormon or an evangelical no, Christian. Wait, the, the way around. Uh, they're more willing to wait, vote for a Mormon than an atheist. No, 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 no. Oh. This is, what you see on this graph is the percentage of people who oppose oh. that candidate okay, because of their religious okay. identity. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Oppose, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so... For Democrats, uh, wow, not, wow, 20% of Democrats apparently are against atheists for for their atheism. Like, they're like, yep, don't, you're an atheist, screw you, we won't vote for you. What the hell, 20%? Specifically to the presidential office, maybe if it was a different Why? Office. I know, but this answered, remember, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks before we were talking about how Congress is not reflective of how irreligious the American population is becoming. 
Like we have historically high rates of irreligiosity, but we only have two openly non-religious people in Congress, which to be fair is actually historic in and of itself. Like it used to be nothing and now there actually is some representation. So, okay. But, and I was just so frustrated as to why, well, this is obviously answers as to why. <laughs> like we know that there are a lot more irreligious people in Congress. Statistically, it would make sense. And also, like, I just think it's very likely if you look at, like, the policies and some of these um, representatives, like, specifically as individuals, I think a lot of them are probably irreligious. But they're not going to come out and say it because of stuff like this. I know, but even if it's because, it's, I don't think it's because of their religion. For Democrats, like, they are, if it was because of their them themselves being Christian, they're not opposing Muslims. Right, they're also not opposing agnostics, okay, but they for some reason they have a problem with atheists. Look at this, what the hell? <laughs> I don't understand what did the, what the hell what did the atheists do, and also look at the the only thing that goes above fifty percent anywhere in this graph is atheists uh, is Republicans' opposition to atheists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Republicans are at war with atheists. Look, it's the only one that is I know, and they're coming really far out and saying it. Like, Charlie Kirk had this whole thing with Tucker Carlson recently yeah. where Tucker Carlson was saying how he's, like, gotten to a point where he has, like, no tolerance for atheism and all this stuff. And I know all these, like, right-leaning and center-right people who were just, you know, really upset on Twitter because they're like, you guys don't understand how you, you are shooting yourselves in the foot because our country is going to continue to be less religious and yeah i mean we're right leaning we want to be succeeding and you guys are screwing us <laughs> by closing the door for all these people who feel politically homeless because of the nonsense on the left like yeah. why are you shutting them out this is our opportunity to wield them in but that you know that's yeah. their prerogative actually um, that's a good point because this could be you know let's turn this into not a weakness of atheists political the political force of atheists uh, in the U.S., let's turn this into a weakness of Republicans. Like, let's make it. Let's. I mean, I. You know what? I was gonna say like, oh, we need to change this, but screw you. Okay, let's let's not. Uh, let, I hope <laughs> I hope Republicans continue to hate to alienate on the non-religious. Yes, so that they become irrelevant because atheism is growing in the U.S. Right. So keep alienating us so that you become irrelevant. Okay, so screw the Republicans. I am more offended with the Democrats. Okay, I am more offended with the fact that Democrats are anti-atheists. Okay, by the way, I don't like the title of this uh, new segment about Islamophobia. Okay, this is like, uh, but it was supposed to be Muslimophobia, right? But okay. I don't know. But yeah. Armin, for the sake of identification it's easier to say islamophobia in quotations okay because then oh, it yeah. just more easily communicates you know language is about effective communication so anyways one thing i wanted to get back to on the islamophobia angle of this so-called aka what we call anti-muslim bigotry hi kca randy good to see you um is that we used to be have a really like the acceptance of Muslims used to only be at 58% and even historically lower, much more before that. Now we're at 78%. So that's like a vast majority in the United States, which is fantastic. 
But what's really interesting, so they were looking at general acceptance, and then they were also looking at acceptance through the lens of what kind of political candidate would people be willing to vote for. And on both of those, they are trending in a really positive direction. But what's interesting is that we have seen a rise in uh, anti-Muslim hate crimes. And also, apparently, the ADL said that they're, they've been recording anti-Jewish hate crimes since like 1969 or something, maybe 1979. I can't quite remember. And the year last year was the highest number that they have recorded since they've started recording. So there's been a huge percentage increase in the number of anti-Semitic attacks that have been happening. But what's interesting, and I think this is really important to highlight, is that the report found that there's a vertical expansion, not a horizontal expansion of these views. What does that mean? So based on the polling data showing that our my country is becoming less and less bigoted towards these groups on average, then why do we see these rise in hate crimes? And so they're saying horizontal expansion is the number of people that have these views, right? And we're not seeing horizontal expansion. We're actually seeing horizontal shrinkage. But what we're seeing is vertical expansion. So that means that of the people that hold those views, they are getting more intense. They are getting more outspoken. Right. And so that, and they maybe feel emboldened or maybe forced into a position that they have to do these really, really extreme things, right? Right. So um, just because we're seeing this rise doesn't actually mean that the rhetoric that we're seeing popularized so much nowadays isn't actually being bought by the population. So, in a way, I found this very encouraging because we are seeing a lot of things in the media nowadays that are like very scary especially with like kanye west nick fuentes like all that stuff but the good news is is that the general population is it's not actually gaining traction there so i would consider that a positive yeah also just to be clear okay the only issue i had with with this whole thing was the fact that they were calling it islamophobic views okay to people but this um in general this is a positive right like I hope, like people, I don't. I hope I don't need to tell you guys here because if I have to tell you guys, that means you guys don't know much. Well, my, you know, for people who don't know, um, we love seeing tolerance of Muslims in, in increasing. Okay, we love um, seeing Muslims feeling more welcome and more accepted in a, in society. Okay, we just. The anti-Muslim bigotry that exists, we just don't like calling that Islamophobia because it's not about Islam. It's about tolerating Muslims, okay? Not tolerating people's uh, views, right? Like we tolerate Christians. We don't tolerate Christianity, okay? And it's okay, for example, for religious people not to tolerate atheism as long as they tolerate atheists, okay? It's completely fine for you to have a, a problem with atheism, Okay, as long as you are friendly and accepting of atheists in society, we have no problem with you being intolerant towards atheism. In fact, technically, you should be intolerant towards atheism if you believe in God. It doesn't make any sense for you not to. Okay, that's another problem. 
Okay. But, uh, <laughs> You're getting but, good at catching yourself mid tangent. Wow. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to cut myself off. Yes, yes. Um, so, and also, it's so good to see that the society in general responds in support. Like when you when you see increase attacks on on a group of people, like when Trump goes after Muslims, it's so heartwarming to see that the reaction of society is, you know, what we're going to increase. Like, it, like the hate is not going to increase. Like it's not like a chain reaction. Like people have like, okay, we need to protect these people. Okay, so. It's what you know that should increase some of your, you know, hope for society because usually these days we think like everything is crap. People like the fact that that's the or, organic reaction of a, of a, of society should should is is increase your optimism. I know because America they're like, oh my god, you guys are so Islamic, but Islamophobic, anti-Muslim bigots, da da da. But in response to Trump, we actually rallied behind the community and became observably less bigoted. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, there were a couple of comments I wanted to highlight. Mariam yeah. is saying, if Americans were faced with fascist Islam, they would be equally against it. Evangelical Christianity is leaning way too hard on the Christian theocracy and fascism here in the United States. So she's saying that's why there is this uptick out of all the groups. The uptick in opposition to a religious group is the evangelical Christians. And there's well, lots of polling to support what Mariam says. But why is the reason why there's like intolerance towards atheists? Is there any reason for that? Like, do they provide an explanation? Oh no, no, why, no! They they barely, barely touched on atheism. They see they, even the like, poll doesn't. They barely like, touched on it. Oh, look at like look look at how much anti-atheist discrimination exists. Right, first of all, it seems to be one of the most the most hated group. Okay. Because, like, okay, let's bring it up back up here, okay? If you look at the total numbers. They didn't show what the acceptance of atheism is in the general population, though. This is just specifically I, for electing. I know, I know, I know. Let me make my point, though, okay? Look, among all the groups, okay, the, the gray one is the total, like both Democrat and Republican. The atheists are, you know, when it comes to not voting for people because of their views, the, the atheists have the low, the the highest amount of uh, opposition. Okay, They're, it's worse than Muslims, Mormons, agnostic, evangelical, Christian, everybody. Okay, but even though they're the worst group, and you would think like a poll like this would want to explain, oh, let's look at the most discriminated group and explain what's happening here, but they are so. The atheists are so unimportant and so insignificant in caring that even the people who are conducting the study like didn't didn't think like they deserve any attention to explain why they're the most hated group here. Like the, so the, the people who are being studied seem to be not caring about atheists, but even the people who are conducting the poll seem to be like, like well, they're atheists, of course. Like, who gives a crap? We're the atheists are one of the most discriminated groups in the world. And this needs to become turn into a human rights movement. Like it's such a it's such a, a common and ex even the atheists are like, well, yes, yeah. Like if you're like, oh, Muslims are being hated or discriminated, like oh, even atheists, like oh, ah, that's that's a problem. We need to fix that. But like, oh, they're doing it to atheists. So like, eh, yeah, sure, whatever. Even atheists don't feel like that's a bit important thing. Well, because it's for most of them, it's a lack of identity instead of a positive identity. 
It's like, yeah, I'm non-religious. It's not something to rally behind. But there are some That's, people like you who it very much is a positive identity for them. Yeah, but making it a lack of identity instead of an identity is how you don't get political movements happening. Like that's how you get women losing their uh, rights to abortion. That's how you get religion in school. That's how you get religion in politics. No, okay? I mean, because I you haven't, I'm because, just talking no, about how people experience well, it after they leave religion. Okay, well, let me make my point because I wasn't opposing to what you're saying. I accept what you're saying. I didn't. I wasn't saying. I wasn't disagreeing with you. And I was saying that explains why we don't form communities and groups and mobilization and activism around us because we're like, oh, this is like, it's just atheism. I, I stopped. I stopped believing in religion. So, so now I don't need to like form bonds and communities and activism and all that stuff around it. And uh, because the Christians and the Muslims and the Mormons and the Hindus and the Buddhists, well, not the Buddhists, maybe the Buddhists, Buddhists in Thailand uh, and, uh, and the Catholics and the Jewish people, they are doing that. They are doing that. And that's how you keep losing your rights, even though you're the fastest growing demographic in the world. Right. You're the fastest growing demographic in the world, but you keep getting dunked on like this. Look at this. Right. That's how you lose your rights, people. That's how you lose secularism. That's how you lose. That's how religion continues to maintain dominance over your lives, right? So, fix this, atheist. Stop. Like, be, like maybe you should, you should start getting fix this. And you know, maybe maybe you need to start. To, you're starting. You need to start getting butt hurt. Okay, like maybe like you guys have have you start. You should start getting offended. Like you you have had such a bad experience with religious people getting offended over everything. You have you don't understand that of being offended is not always bad. There's some utility in being offended. Okay, when atheists are being so, this is discrimination. Atheists are one of the most discriminated groups in the world, if not the most, and it's normalized. Like people don't even get angry over that. Like people don't even have a gut like disgust reaction towards that. The same level of discrimination. If you if you get exposed to it, if it's towards the Jews, you feel like disgusted. You're like ew. Ew, anti-Semitism. Ew, gross, disgusting. But if you, you hopefully if you, you feel that way, <laughs> hopefully you feel that way. Yeah, but if the same type of be, like phrases, it, like the the way people describe Jews or Muslims or you know Hindus, the same disgusting gut reaction that you get, if the same phrases or the same actions were used against atheists, even atheists don't feel much. They feel they don't feel attacked. They don't feel like discriminate they don't feel offense maybe 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 start exploring being butthurt okay okay be get butthurt like we were like we kept on telling religious people that stop getting butthurt all the time over everything i think our community has this has decided that we should not get offended or butthurt over anything okay but, but maybe you need a little bit of butthurt okay try it <laughs> The way you said explore, but hurt. <laughs> explore it as an option. Yeah. There's a comment by Shiny D. I don't know if it's real news or not, but she keeps on commenting and like you want by the way, Shiny, Shiny D, like I, I don't under, I don't know if you understand. You keep uh keep asking us to read my comment, read my comment, highlight my comment. Like we're in the middle of reading and you know what? I'm not gonna highlight your comment. No, okay. it doesn't make any sense. It's nonsense. Yeah, but even if it made, if I was going to highlight it after we finish the segment, 
but you seem to not understand that we're in the middle of explaining a news item. So we're not going to stop and highlight something completely irrelevant to the news item that they were discussing. You know how many times you ask us to highlight this and stop everything to, to highlight your nonsense. And now because of the insi- your insistence, I'm not going to highlight it because I had a start to maybe discuss it after we, de- we, we finished the news item, but now we're not going to. Okay. Maybe learn. Maybe this is a moment for you to learn a lesson. Okay. You know, you don't interrupt people in the middle of it. You, you keep it on topic. Okay. I want to take a slight detour. Something I don't remember has commented on my pillow. Okay, I have the squishy. And it's a... I don't know what you call this kind of animal. A woxel? You know, they're like the little amphibians, I think, that look very funny. Anyways, I need help naming him. Actually, no, this is a girl. So if you guys come up with good names, uh, please put them in the live chat. and Maybe you can name my stuffed animal that I have for emotional support because I'm in pain today. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like, what does she have? This is my emotional support. I'm glad that's endometriosis. Yeah. You were waiting for somebody to notice, weren't you? I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's adorable though. It's so cute. I don't know why something could be so um, unrealistic and still get our, you know what I, mean? I don't understand. Like it's, it's something about making things round, and then making the faces very simple that because makes it us think that they're babies. Babies, you're why. right. Oh yes, you're right. You're right. And babies right. are round and have big eyes because we're more likely to protect them. So a couple of people came up with this name, Exotortis. <laughs> I don't understand. Oxylani. Jesus name. It's a girl. It's a girl. Um, axolotl. <laughs> axolotl coming. Okay, okay. A cute uh, name. Not Cyrus. <laughs> the Persians in the chat. You can So predictable. <laughs> I <Wow>. love it. <laughs> mm. All right. Can we clap for the next news? Um, yes. I mean, sure. Yeah, we can. All right, next news. Next news. Iran shuts down French Institute due to Charlie Hebdo's Khamenei cartoons. Iran's government has shut down the Tehran-based French Institute of Research in Tehran, oh, I already said that, in response to cartoons from the latest edition of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo. The cartoons are part of a contest where Charlie Hebdo asked participants to draw cartoons mocking Ayatollah Khamenei and the Islamic Republic regime of Iran. The magazine did cover the competition, excuse me, the magazine did cover the competition to show their support for the ongoing anti-government protests in Iran. One cartoon featured on the magazine's front page depicted a line of Iranian clerics walking inside of a naked woman's vagina with the message saying, Mullahs, go back to where you came from. (laughs) The Iranian foreign ministry issued a statement saying that the closure of this French institute was the quote-unquote first step to its response against the cartoons and threatened further action if the French government fails to, quote, hold to account the perpetrators and sponsors of such instances of spreading hatred. The statement also said that Iran would consider reviewing cultural ties between Iran and France and French cultural activities in the country. 
Hezbollah, the Lebanese, excuse me, the Lebanese Islamist militant group backed by Iran also condemned the cartoons, calling for the French government to take, quote, divisive measures to punish those behind the act for acting, for attacking dignitaries of a whole nation. Armin, what was your reaction to the Khamenei Charlie Hebdo cartoons? Um, First of all, we need to do our blasphemous art version of this. So, guys, make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter if you want to see them get uh, us making those. Right? One, two. um, These people have now gotten to the point where they're treating this like blasphemy, right? And oh, you're right. That itself is a problem. We're getting shirky. Yes, because if this is if the if the Charlie Hebdo cartoons uh, are blasphemy. That means that Khamenei is a holy figure, which is like very a, a major claim. Like even some religious people in Iran would like, wait, this is blasphemy. What are you? What is that? What are you saying about yourself if this is like it's being treated like blasphemy, right? I mean, but this is uh, not new. Like Ruhollah Khomeini, Ruhollah means like spirit of Allah, right? Yeah, but we do have a lot of. Yeah, that is blasphemy. Yeah. That is by itself blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, but it's, it was more common to say that about Khomeini, but not like Khomeini. Khomeini recently compared himself to Hussein also. So shut uh, the that... front door. No, yeah, he did yeah, yeah. not. Yeah, he did. Okay. What did we'll he say about that. Hussein? Wait, wait, we'll talk about that later. Okay. okay. <laughs> the Shia and me got okay. triggered. I'm wait, sorry. Wait, I'm going to forget the points. I'm going to forget the points. Okay. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, um, Oh, another point is the fact that they're so desperate that the, the, like this is how is this going to hurt France? Like you, you're closing things that are promoting Iran in France. Like this is like this is going to hurt you. Like how is France going to suffer from? No, no, no. Know? It was a French institute based in Tehran. Okay, no, but the, oh wait, they. No, no, no. They they also had like closed, I think, uh, institutions in France, um, sharing cultural things about Iran. No, if that's Iran the case, I, that's not what I heard. I heard them closing a French institute that's based in Tehran. According to Iran's foreign ministry, protesters gathered in front of the French embassy in Tehran. Okay, that's the French embassy. No, I heard the other way. It was the other way around. I mean, they're threatening to you know end their cultural ties on other things they're reviewing their cultural relationships so to speak right but, but it just I comes ha- across as like very little kid like childish it comes across as very childish um it does it also shows a lack of understanding of how france laws work like the french government could not uh, ban these cartoons even if it wanted to like there's like for example like oh Macron like punishes people, even even in, in in an upside down world, okay, in an imaginary world that Macron genuinely wanted to be like yes, this is horrible. Let's shut this down. He doesn't have the power. Like they are like how um, this is not Iran, okay. There's a freedom of speech and they are incapable. There's a limitations of what the government can do, right? So. It seemed like they don't understand. And, and actually, that's what the French official responded. They said that um, this is not Iran. Like, we have something here called freedom of speech. Like, we can't, like, 
we're not going to be able to like we're not going to be able to do anything about it even if we wanted to that's how they responded it was such a burn right but yeah, just so so that's what Mariam is saying Mariam is saying those fascist illiterate mullahs think other countries dictate cartoons <laughs> yeah like yeah you can't do it like i mean it's just so stupid like they don't understand it but let me see like I, the french institute uh iran announced thursday the closure of Tehran. oh you're right tehran based french research institute in protest against the cartoons but okay, Republic Superior there, Ali Khamenei, published French. The ministry. Wait, I want to read some comments while you're revealing that. Mariam is also saying, Jatem, Charlie. <laughs> and D, who is our lovely editor, everyone give their heartfelt thanks and appreciation to D for everything that she does for us in our community and you as a viewer. She is saying, um, there are so many good cartoons that I couldn't include. I mean, Armin, did you, I'm assuming you saw the Charlie Hebdo cartoons. Cause there's a lot that we can't really like include to show on YouTube. I don't know. I, I didn't want to risk it. Did you have yeah. a favorite? Um, I can't even describe the one that was my favorite because the, even it was so explicit that I, even the description of it could like get us in trouble. But, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just go look them up. It was so good. I really liked the one where it was like um, kind of hyper realistic, but it looked like it was made with a ballpoint pen, and it was Hamenei, and he had like kind of. Um, a BDSM kind of face mask, but instead of like a ball gag, he had like a pistol coming out of his mouth. I thought that was very creative, or like the and the barrel of a gun like coming out of his mouth. Um, and there was also one that was just I don't know what it said in French, but it was like Hamane's face, but on it, on both sides, it was just like pussy lips. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly, Mariam. That's the one I was referring to. That one was um, the reason why that's my favorite is because that's what got got them the most buttered. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I um. Okay, so we need to make our version of arts like this. Okay, so we have three arts that we that we have covered three blasphemy related news items that we have been covering in the past. A uh, few weeks that we need to make sure that we make our own version of it. One was that um, Charo Khan with that lady. I don't know if you notice. Do you remember which news I'm talking about? When he's wearing green and the lady he's he's dancing with is wearing. Oh, you talked color. about that on Secular Jihadists. You mean that yeah. um, Bollywood movie? Okay, let me write Bollywood. this down. Yeah, the other one was the first news that we had today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And okay. the third one is this. So these are all, and we could all dedicate each, every single one of the arts to each one of these news items. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay. So the Bollywood movie. I'm I'm writing these down. I'm taking notes. Demi Lovato. Mm. Except we need to do it better, because like better, who yeah. really cares about Demi Lovato to be honest? <laughs> I, how the hell do you spell Lovato? Oh my god. Um. And my phone corrected it to lavatory. <laughs> Um, and oh, of course, Khamenei blasphemy. But now my question is, if we do Khamenei blasphemy, what should we be doing? Because we have done a series of, you know, mullahs in submission, gleefully enjoying their submissive submission to a dominant female, right? But I feel like we could take it in another direction. We also had one of Khamenei um, wearing a chador. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, we kind of already have the Nahamane of Blasphemy one, but what do you, with the micro penis? <laughs> so, what should we do for our next Nahamane <laughs> uh, Blasphemy art? Hmm. I think woman, uh, Iranian woman, stepping on him. Oh, and he's loving it. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, being stepped on. Okay. Yeah. Juicy guys, if you want to know what the hell we're talking about, and you want to see some of these arts that we're talking about, including Hamane and Echador, <laughs> um, that was most of them are actually. Yeah, that most of them are right actually my brain. By the way, yeah. I take full credit. <laughs> yeah, you guys should see that. <laughs> and he's like flashing it's so funny yeah. <laughs> next to a picture of Khomeini <laughs> anyways if you want to see this go check out our Patreon link in the description below and if you sign up for our Patreon for as little as $1 a month you get access to all of our sexy blasphemous art that we release tons of throughout the month and also, you get the special privilege of asking questions during our Q&As every week. Um, so, yeah. But I think uh, the Chidori <laughs> alone is worth it. <laughs> I love how much you love this. It's great. It's so funny. You saw that one too, right? Yeah, yeah. The it's only one, one that made me happier was sexy doc female doctor Zuckerberg as a stripper. <laughs> Okay, guys, if you're wondering what Susanna is laughing about, go check it out. Uh, look at this. Mario's like, oh, wow, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys, we need to move on. Okay. Um, okay. Can we... Oh, no, this Can... is no bueno. This oh, is no bueno. no. Okay, sorry, guys. Okay, next news. Next news. Taliban banned women from using male doctors. The Taliban in the Bakh, Bakh, I don't know, the, when the Khe is at the end, that really messes me up, Bakh province of Afghanistan, has reportedly implemented a new measure banning women from seeing male doctors. In addition, it plans to create separate working spaces for male and female hospital workers and forbid male doctors from entering rooms with female patients. This move comes after a series of measures by the Taliban to suppress women's rights in Afghanistan since their takeover in 2021 after a U.S. military withdrawal. The ban has received criticism from journalists, activists, and experts. Sahar Fatsarat of Human Rights Watch, an expert on women's rights issues and a native of Afghanistan, said that while her organization has not yet confirmed these reports, quote, it doesn't seem impossible given the Taliban's continuous infringement on women's rights and restriction of women's access to basic rights and facilities. Last November, the Taliban said that they seek to train more female doctors as part of a broader plan to increase gender segregation in the country. However, the supported effort of the regime contradicts its well-documented efforts to eliminate secondary education for Afghan women. So just to be clear, um, this is news coming out of one specific province, um, not the entirety of Afghanistan. 
but it's still obviously extremely deeply concerning given that, like I said, when they have these supposed plans to make sure that there are female doctors so that they can maintain gender segregation, essentially, but when they're banning women from attaining any form of education, then when there are programs to, cha- to train women, because they've been missing several years of school, there is no cohort to train. So there are, are a severe lack of female doctors, if any. So um, it's just, I don't know. I mean, there's, I mean, it's just horrific. It's just absolutely horrific. And it deeply confuses me. Like, I think it, it, when I think about it in reality, which is so dark, it makes more sense. And the reality is because I was thinking like, well, these Talibs, like they're going to have women in their life that get sick. Like they're going to have their wives who start to miscarry and or need to you know have healthy pregnancies if they for the sake of the only thing they freaking care about is these children pumping out babies like you have an interest in women having access to doctors for the sake of your own freaking you know male heirs that you want like that kind of thing even if it's completely selfish interest right you still have an interest in women's health for your own you know agenda but then I was thinking, like, well, the reality is, is that the talibs that are high up, they're gonna, the the, w- the women that they care about that need this treatment, they're gonna get the treatment that they need, regardless of the gender of the doctor, the sex of the doctor. That's the fact. The 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 people who have access, the people who need it, this is not going to apply to them. It's just going to affect everyone else. And so, it just. It just boggles my mind. Like, what do they think is going to happen? I don't don't know. Armin, what is your reaction to this? Okay, I want to be fair here, okay? As much as... Tread lightly. Okay. As much as I am anti-Islam, there's... There is no reason for this in Islam. Like Taliban is somehow managing to be worse than Islam for some reason. Okay, as bad as Islam is, Taliban is somehow capable of being worse because Islam allows Islam specifically allows if like for women to see male doctors, um, especially if there are no female doctors available, right? So I mean, Islam allows many things if it's about health-related stuff. You know, Islam allows you to even, you know, eat dead people or, you know, eat pigs or drink alcohol, whatever you need to survive, right? So I don't understand where they're getting this from. Like, there's low... Like, can somebody educate us about where Taliban is getting this conclusion from, where that woman cannot see male doctors? Because I'm, I'm... there's no, there's nothing in Islam that, that bans this. I don't understand this. Do you think this. it comes from a perspective of, um, like, I can think of it two ways. One of them would be to help prevent the temptation of men. And the other one would be to protect the chastity of women. 
Just kind of opposite sides of the same coin. And of course, these are purported reasons, right? I don't think that there are these actual reasons. Like the reason why they're closing down women's universities is because of lack of a hijab. Like that's why. Quote unquote. They have other motivations, much more pressing in the political realities that fuel those decisions. I know, but this this doesn't serve any of those purposes. Yeah. Do you think that this is fueling some of the political necessities that they're facing? Like, why? Trying to, because, you know, they're having issues with ISIS K, right? And losing. I know, but like, why would you lose membership over this? Like, your members are like, Taliban members are like, oh, do something that even Islam is not asking us to do? You know? Like, why would that be a demand? Maybe they. Maybe they just like their member, like maybe just they don't know Islam and they just like, yeah, segregation all the way. Why not? I mean, like, there's a lot of reasons to believe that. Uh, but like, <laughs> I mean, um, like, yeah, that sounds that sounds Islamic enough to me. <laughs> I don't know. God. Like, you just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe it's um, from a sense of like, our members are freaking out because they no longer have a war to die for and become a freaking martyr. And ISIS K is telling me that these Talibs are coffers. So the Taliban is like, oh, okay, let's just show that we're actually super hardline. Like we need to be even more hardline. We need, like, it's not even Islamic. We just need to go, like, somehow super hardcore to prove that we are hardcore enough to run this country. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's... That's the only thing I can think of. Besides just, like, abject cruelty. Women are... So many women are gonna die because of this. It's so messed up. I can't even imagine what the, like, the, like, mortality rate after childbirth is already... Versus what it's going to be after this. Women are going to be dying of sepsis left, right, and center. Like, it makes me so upset. And you see these videos of girls in Afghanistan just sobbing. And they say, like, literally, this one girl is crying. She's like, what crime did I commit to be born a woman? Hmm. It's just so tragic. I don't even... All right, I need to highlight. Yeah, go ahead. Doctor Hypnos is saying, I think it's because of the hadith that says a man and a woman can't be in the same room. Well, okay, but we're saying that there are exceptions to this. Islam allows for exceptions, especially this, like you know, when it comes to um, life and death and health-related stuff. There's exceptions, okay? That is Islamic teaching. Also, this is amazing. Uh, Sergo is saying Armin sounds like an uh, like Islamic apologist. Okay. Okay. You- <laughs> Yeah, you are. You guys are so dogmatic when it comes to your anti-Islam views that when you're trying to be fair and in your criticism of Islam, you guys see that as Islamic apologism, right? I have dedicated so much content into fighting Islamic belief. So just because I'm not dogmatically just um, one directional when it comes to my criticism and I don't... Criticize Islam based on what is real, you know, rather than just being anti everything, even being so divorced from reality that I cannot be fair to what 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 I'm actually criticizing, what 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 reality is, rather than what the picture I have created in my mind. So, if that's if you see that as Islamic apologism, that shows that how much 
um, how simple-minded you are and how dogmatic you are in your fight against like these. Kind it's of not apologism to be like I'm actually very educated on this ideology, okay. and this isn't actually part of this ideology. All right, All right so Sergo is saying, joking, joking. Armin probably right. Okay, okay. All right, guys. How can I like look at the comment? Okay, like if how could you tell that this is a joke? Okay, maybe put like a. a you know, emoticon with a tongue out or a <laughs> slash S or a JK at the end of it. Like, do you guys understand that a comment like this, there's no way for us when we're reading like a comment to know if this is serious or not. So I'm going to treat them as serious unless you guys need to clarify that this is not serious. Like, what am I supposed to do with it? Right. Okay. <laughs> but that was good. What anyways, can you do? Because, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but it's good anyways because I, we we responded to that kind of um, yeah exactly thank you so much. Um, so I, mean, I just mimic the trolls who accuse Armin of being an apologist. <laughs> well, you do an effective job. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, this is not relevant, but uh, you want to you highlighted this? You oh yeah, that? I forgot to highlight this in the last segment. Shreyash is saying I literally subscribed for Blasphemous Art. Well, thank you support for supporting us on Patreon, Shreyash. We appreciate thank it, you. and we thank hope you, you enjoy the Blasphemous Art. Like, tell us in the comments yes, what you yes. what you like the most. Okay, uh, this is also my come off as um, so bad. Okay, as much as I don't want to hate on them. Okay, I support their work. I very much support their work, and I think they're force for good. Okay, but as much as I support Charlie Hebdo and love the, everything they do, they have nothing over us. Okay, like they have nothing. Like just go and compare our blasphemous art to Charlie Hebdo. Like it is, it's ours is a thousand times better. Okay, make us as famous as Charlie Hebdo, guys. Because we we produce better art than Charlie Hebdo. Come on, guys! Like, and it's yeah. You know, so tell people, tell people that, um, and also all the people in the atheist community that hate us for our blasphemous art, they don't say the same things about Charlie Hebdo, which is a lot of them something. do. A lot, a lot, of, lot them of them do. do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Screw them then. I don't know what else to say. Um, all right, can we clap for the next news? Um, eh, no, let's not. The rest That's of them we can. All right, next news. Next news cast abuse human feces found in water tank used by quote unquote untouchables. Okay, quick educational moment for those who do not know. Untouchables refers to the community that are now known as Dalits. I only use the word untouchables because a lot of people outside of India do not know the term Dalit. And so if you say untouchable, it communicates the community that you're talking about. But henceforth, I will only be saying Dalit. Okay, because I know it's a kind of pejorative term. Anyways. In a village in the Indian state of Tamil Nadu, a large amount of human excretion was found in a water tank meant for the scheduled caste or Dalit community. An investigation by district authorities found that untouchability was still practiced and deeply rooted in the village. When the children suddenly began to fall ill, the villagers noticed something was wrong. After the doctor suspected the reason behind the issue might be the drinking water source, some men climbed the tank and peeked inside. 
The fence covering the tank had been opened in the past few days, but the culprit behind this incident was still at large. A villager said that the smell of water was different in large portions of human excretion were found inside the tank, turning the water yellow. Locals of excuse, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, village, claimed that untouchability is still practiced in the area. The Dalek community is prohibited from entering the temple, and tea stalls have different sets of glasses for the Daleks. While the investigation is ongoing, authorities have set up an alternative water source for the local Dalek community to use. So, yeah, Dia saying, yes, this was really bad. Children were hospitalized. And I covered this story because some of our Atheist Republic community in India sent this to me. And they said, hey, can you please talk about this? Because this isn't getting the coverage it deserves in India. And we can't really talk about it because of a lot of safety issues. So can, can you talk about it? So that's what I love about the Atheist Republic community is like, I can kind of, you know, our team, us in general, we can, you know, be the voice for the people who are like, I can't really talk about this safely. So yeah, Shriyash is bringing up something important saying bioterrorism. Honestly, this is biological terrorism. Um, so this water tank was set up at some portion of the village and it was a water tank used that serviced like about a hundred members of the local Dalit community. And apparently this water tank was specifically set up because the rest of the village was having, giving the Dalit community a hard time for the water sources that were already available, which is like, I was thinking about this earlier today, like casteism and caste abuse is one of the most dehumanizing extremes that I have ever encountered. Like, dehumanizing someone to the degree that you do not find them worthy of water is, like, I do not have words for that. It's crazy. Um, even Hindutva Susanna is saying feces jihad. <laughs> I never thought I would ever hear that phrase. Even Hindutva Susanna is saying feces job. We need to cut that out. <laughs> you know, when you shouted, yeah, we need to cut that part out. We need to just like have that as a, we can play that every time. Even, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Cut that, clip that. For those who do not know, Hindutva Susanna is a Hindutva troll. Um, and so, I guess the only good quote unquote pot I'm trying to get a silver lining. Okay. The silver lining is, is that this instant incident exposed to the district authorities about how bad casteism and untouchability was in this village. Like the using, um, different, uh, cups for the Dalits at the Chaiwala, like, um, banning them from entering the temple, all this stuff. This is all illegal. And so apparently on the reports that I read, the district authorities actually went and like, re like reported th like the, the tea sellers and made a complaint against them, went to the temple. They went to the temple with the Dalit community to, to, to um, confront the person that wasn't letting them enter the temple again, illegal. And the woman like appeared, this is how it was written in the, in the article appeared in a trance 
to the authorities saying that she was possessed by the goddess and as the goddess she wasn't letting the Dalek community in. What the hell? Yeah. So they made a complaint against her. They made a complaint against the temple, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, you know, they've set up an alternative water source for these people. So it seems like there's action being taken behind this, which is a positive. Thank you. Um, But it just goes to show, like, the, the vitriol. Like, the... I don't I, like this is a level of bigotry that is like so beyond me. When I heathen is saying it's like Jim Crow, but in India and classism instead of racism, it's trash and needs to stop. It's worse than that. In Jim Crow, you had segregated water fountains and one was worse than the other, but it was still potable water. It was still, they were still allowed to have water. I think to get Here, something. The community was fighting to even be allowed to get water. Yeah, I think you need to go a little, if you want to get a comparable version of this in the U.S., you have to go a little bit more back in time than Jim Crow. Yeah, I mean, maybe like, you know, antebellum South, just like racial terrorism, essentially. But, I mean, even then, it's... There's so much about it that's like so different. And it's not just classism. I mean, it is hereditary. It is 100% hereditary, but there is like the, you know, Varna and Jati aspect of it. So part of it has to do with occupation. But, um, yeah, it's, it's so, it's, yeah, it, I just, I really don't even have words. Just like the abject cruelty. It's really continues to shock me. It really continues to shock me. Oh, and there was another person, um, Prometheus is saying, I could not even climb that water tank in my village. It was so high and unsafe. They did that all and risked their lives to do it. Oh my god, that's a good point. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Children are, like, the guy who's doing that, he knows that children are going to be drinking this. Like, how evil do you have to be? And for what reason? Like, I don't understand the point, like, the guy who did this, I don't know, like, do, is there are they gonna get caught or anything? I don't know. Can There's they, no one that's been arrested so far. Um can they not this do seems a, to be, in this area they seem to have a problem with it because a few years ago a guy got the crap beaten out of him and nearly died because he was a dollar man wearing sandals. Wait, what's wrong with wearing sandals? It's a castist thing. Wait, you can't even wear sandals as a dollar? There's certain roads you can't walk down. There are Dalit men who have gotten lynched because they rode horses in their wedding. That's a castist thing. There's been Dalit men that gotten murdered because they have a mustache. That's a quote-unquote upper caste thing. Okay, let me correct something. Mariam is saying with the rise of Hindutva, I don't see the caste system leaving anytime soon. Actually, Mariam, this is a, more of a Hinduism thing than a Hindutva thing. Right? Hindutva is anti-caste. This is more just... They're theoretically anti-caste. In reality, they are not at all. Let's be clear. (laughs) I know, but this is like... This is more in line with just core Hinduism rather than this whole Hindutva thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. Especially in South India. Especially in South India. 
I mean, like, you know, the BJP, they got a lot of press because they um, elected the first tribal woman to the role of president, I believe. So that is very historic, like it is an achievement in Indian society, and it was the BJP that pushed that through. So they are anti-caste to the extent that it is um, politically lucrative for them. But there's been a lot of um, good uh, writing about people who used to be deeply embedded in the RSS and then left because of how much caste discrimination they were facing. And um, how it was explicit and it took them a long time to realize that this, you know, the, what they were preaching is not what they practice. And that to have, feel like their community was actually going to be more liberated, they had to oppose the RSS and the Hindutva project. Um, yeah. Okay. Some people are disagreeing with my description of Hindutva being anti-caste. Some people are saying Hindutva is casteism. Um, Shuresh is saying to do everything to keep the social, the you know lower caste communities down. Okay, but I've heard so many different descriptions of this, okay? Um, I've talked to so many Hindutva and then, and I've seen descriptions of them being very, very anti-caste. I think a lot of people also explain to me, and I don't know if this is accurate, okay? Is that Hindutva, is so focused on Muslims as the enemy that they cannot afford having any other divisions within the Hindu community. So that's why they do not focus that much on casteism or they are, some of them are, and I think you get different experiences based on the Hindutva that you're encountering. A lot of them are very significantly anti-caste but some people just say that's the, the reason is because they have a message of unity of Hindus versus Muslims. And that's why I they're think it's, it's so-called unity, right? But yeah. what's actually happening is a homogenization. It's actually supposed to be homogenization in practice. They, they preach anti-casteism in practice. It's not the case except when it's politically convenient for them. Mm. And what they are working towards is a homogenization of Hindu society, because if they have a homogenization, they can purport to be the representative of that monolith. And also it's a trying to homogenize quote unquote Hindu society into basically a more Northern Indian identity and practice of Hinduism. Because the, when they talk to people, you know, from Bengal or South India and see the way that they practice their Hinduism, it's very different and actually objectionable to a lot of people that are North Indian. There's been huge political rows about this, especially when it came to the whole smoking Kali thing. Because they're like, yeah, in, in my culture, like, we feed Kali meat. What are you guys freaking out about? You know, so it's actually very antithetical to the entire history of Hinduism, which has been characterized by nothing except the fact that it is so varied. There's like nothing consistent you can say about Hinduism except that it is completely varied. So trying to homogenize it into this like category that they can just claim that they represent the best interests of is antithetical to the entire history of like the world's oldest spiritual practice. Right. By the way, a uh, great book recommendation by Hindustani. Uh, 
how do you the like, I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, I don't know. Bow, bow. Uh, when I um, read the annihilation of cast by Doctor Ambedkar, yes. Baba Saheb. Um, <laughs> wait, Hindust- Hindustani Bao, you should join our Discord because I bet you would suggest a lot of very good cast-related news stories to us, and I really like to cover those stories, and we have an entire channel in our Discord recommended to telling us what news to cover on the show. So if you have suggestions, please join our Discord and tell us because I'd be very interested in talking okay. more about this. Shreyash was mentioned that he cannot be on our Patreon. He was just doing our newsletter to get our blasphemous art because saying I'm literally a student in my gap year living with my parents. Yes. Okay, guys, do not support us on Patreon. Um, If you are not, uh, if you can't afford it, please do not, do not support us. Just support us by liking the video and leaving comments and stuff. But this is great, Shreyash, because now you gave us an excuse to tell us, to tell everybody that there's a free version of our art as well if you just subscribe to our newsletter right so we have an explicit version of our blasphemous art that is available to our patrons only okay for you to you have to support us on patreon link in the description to get that but with just uh one dollar a month right but there's also a free version okay the free version is also very sexy there's no nudity in it there's it's not it's not 18 plus it's safe for work but it's still very sexy and you could get that we we make blasphemous art every week um, and send it to our newsletter subscribers. And if you want the free version, you can sub- be subscribed to our newsletter. Link to that is also in the description, right? The one that says get our Blasphemous uh, Art book for free, you get the book that has a lot of beautiful art in it, but you also then continue to getting a weekly version of that. Do you have another comment highlighted? Oh, yeah, this is just a very sweet comment. One-Eyed Heathen is saying, just want to thank the host of the show for revealing where I'm ignorant. So I have more to learn about the situation in India and the caste system. Well, that's so nice for you saying so, One-Eyed Heathen. Thank you for being here. That's why we have this show. That's why Atheist Republic is a nonprofit organization, because we do things like for the purpose of education, like supporting atheists, building community, all sorts of stuff. So I'm glad that you got some value out of it. And come back again. I mean, we're not done with this show, but, you know, next week. (laughs) We're still not done here, though. Yeah. Um, all right. Can we clap for the next news? Um, yes, sure. Yeah. Next news. Next news. Jewish extremists vandalize Christian graves in Jerusalem. Dozens of graves were vandalized in Jerusalem's cemetery on Mount Zion on January 1st. The perpetrators were shown wearing traditional Jewish attire in a video that emerged a few days later. The cemetery was established in 1848 and has been used to bury British soldiers and Palestinian police officers, some of whose whose graves were also vandalized. The Protestant Anglican Church manages the cemetery through an affiliated organization. The church and the United Kingdom condemned the attack. Church leaders in Jerusalem maintain that far-right extremists have been trying to push them out of the area for decades, and that extremist Jews have been known to spit on Christians. The authorities say that they will investigate the incident, although no arrests have been confirmed. I think this is the first time I'm seeing uh, Jewish and Christian hate crime. Have you ever seen this before? Honestly, now that you mention it, no. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Jewish and Muslim, Muslim and Jewish, Christian and Jewish, right? I've Pretty much anyone Ju- on Jewish, if we're being honest. Yeah, any any group. Yeah, 
many, many different groups of hate, uh, hate crimes of Jewish people. I've never, ever, ever seen until now hate crimes on on Christians by Jews. Yeah, yeah this is a, this is, you know, now we've seen everything. <laughs> it's the end times. Now we know it's the end times. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, by the way, it also shows how things are getting worse in, in Israel. Like how much the radical Judaism and far right extremism and all that crap. All that. This is not good. This is not good. No, it's not good. I'm, it's not no. good. It's kind I, of, I, yeah, I, it's really bad. I'm I'm predicting a lot of bad, more news like this to come in the future. Like I'm like we're gonna. I am Susanna. I am predicting right now. Okay, that given what's happening in Israel. A higher percentage of our news is going to start becoming about Israel, right? I agree. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have more reasons to cover uh, religious nonsense coming out of Israel, given the way things are heading. Unfortunately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, yeah, it is. This is. I mean, these are obviously incidents where you're like, oh, this is just the symptom of the greater disease. Um, yeah, D is agreeing with your surprise over this particular combination. Um, yeah. I think, well, did you see, and you, you've been following Israel a lot more closely than I have lately. Where, where, what news sources do you follow to keep on, in touch with what's happening in Israel? Um, I, people are not going to like what I say. People are going to, Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera is like, yeah. But they're so biased. But, yeah, but that's what I, I mean. But you're aware of the bias, so that's a good thing, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, right now, I need their bias. <laughs> like this is the time that they're biased in the right direction. Uh, but I guess like a better news for people who want something more objective. I think you could use France. France twenty four is always great. Oh, I do love France twenty four. Yeah, they're usually yeah. really good. Also, DW. DW. DW is really good too. I do love DW. Oh, D yes. is recommending the Jewish Telegraph Agency. Okay, thank you, D. Um, yeah. yeah, I was curious, and I was also thinking about the what's the name of the guy that they um, <laughs> somebody put as the new national oh. security minister, it's like Ben huh? Giraviv or something. Yeah, yeah, the guy, that, the, the radical guy that the guy. Yeah, that psycho. Like, yeah, that's psycho. Uh, I have read somewhere i have no idea how credible it is but we had that news a few weeks ago about how saudi has like basically acknowledged that they're going to normalize i mean like unnamed official have acknowledged that they're going to normalize ties with israel like it's only a matter of time i've yeah, heard tell that because of this guy like single-handedly like it, this is not like there is going to be no normalization as long as this that it's gonna make it very difficult around. as long yeah. as he's around like you can just like kiss that dream goodbye yeah, because the guy is not just anti-Palestinian. The guy is anti-Arab, right? So yeah. this whole unity of like Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and all these um, Gulf Arab countries coming together with Israel. Now that this is Israel's politics, you have literally anti-Arab racists at the head of the government. It's going to make it very difficult to create that Abrahamic accord that is supposed to unite everybody against Iran. You know, so it's basically really it, antithetical to him. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's just like something. Either something has to. Yeah, 
It's, it's going to be bad. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, there's currently a lot of protests in Israel. I don't know if you guys have seen that. By the leftists have finally realized that they need to become more active in Israel because they have been sleeping for the past couple of years. And now that their country has been taken over, now they finally realize that, oh, crap. It's like when you're in a coma in the hospital and it's only when the fire is scorching your skin that you stand up and go, I need to put out the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you guys The whole hospital's already torched. You, yeah, it's a little bit too late. It's a little bit late, guys, but I'm glad you guys have Better figured out. Yeah, there was yeah, a protest with like 80,000 people recently. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge because the laws hurting. are insane. The laws are insane. Like they are literally going back to the dark ages. Israel is like, is like they 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 are going anti LGBT, anti woman, anti secularism, anti democracy. You know, pro blasphemy laws. It's it's like it's going into they're like speed running in the opposite direction of progress. So we'll see. This is a this is. Remember when I said. Remember when I said that, Islam. Is not the greatest threat to Israel. You did say this. I said that. Did I say? I said like, is the greatest threat to Israel? Israel is Orthodox Judaism. Remember, yeah, I said that. Judaism. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So Israel is, you know, if Israel is going to um, hurt, and Israel is going to suffer, not because of Islamic terrorist attacks, but because of Judaism. Yeah, and I, I said in the same tweet that the greatest the greatest threat to uh, India is not Islam. The greatest threat to India is Hinduism. The greatest threat to Israel is not Islam. The greatest threat to Israel is Judaism, right? And the greatest threat to United States is not Islam. The greatest threat to uh, United States is Christianity. You've been saying this for years. Yeah, yeah. I'm very consistent. And thank you, D. D is essentially acting as the other part of my brain. <laughs> giving me the name of the person I was thinking of. Uh, Itamar Ben Gavir. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me and By my, way, I'm not... my brain cells. For, for Before Sergu starts pretending to be one of the trolls that makes, um, that uh, says I'm an Islam apologist, okay? Um, Islam is a, the greatest threat in um, many countries, okay? Like, for example, in Iran, right? Islam or Pakistan, right? Or, you know, or Bangladesh. So I'm not I'm not excusing Islam. I'm just saying in these specific countries, there's a bigger threat. Um, anyways, let's move on. Haley Hushtipi, Armin. Aw, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking Aww. it. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet, guys. Oh, time I'm in tour. Okay, okay. No, sweet. Can we? Um, no, <laughs> I like that. Okay, Mariam knows what you just said, right? Mariam, did you understand? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. All right, can we clap for the next news? Um, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, next news. Oh, next look news. at this. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, let me let the comment come <laughs> Let the comment come up and stream it so I can highlight it. Uh, Mariam is saying, John. 
Oh, wait, this is another nice comment. I'm so glad this show isn't America or Eurocentric. Means uh, I learn a ton. Yes, we're very international here. Yeah. That's the whole point. Because uh, I feel like in the rest of like a lot of the atheist community, we're, that's the only thing people talk about. But our community is literally global. We're the largest in the world. Yes. Prometheus is saying, Armin will never say that atheism is a threat to China, okay? Well, I mean, if you could show me that it is, I will I will gl gladly say that. But it's really difficult for atheism to be a threat to anything, given that it doesn't have any teachings. Like, for you to be a threat, you have to actually advocate for something, <laughs> right? Atheism is literally just a lack of belief in God. So, I mean, atheism has to really try hard to be a threat to anything. Like I'm, I'm trying to be objective. I'm not trying to be biased because I'm an atheist, but I'm like, like really thinking, that, like thinking this through. How can atheism be an active threat to anything when it's not telling you to do anything? It has no teachings. Okay, so yeah. Um, all right, you said it's clappable. Next news. Next news: Muslim group challenges religious conversion laws in Indian Supreme Court. On January 5th, the Muslim organization. Uh, Jamiat Ulama Hind moved the Supreme Court of India to challenge the constitutional validity of the anti-conversion laws of five states, claiming that it invades the privacy of an individual's personal decision to adopt another faith. The legality of the anti-conversion laws of the state of Uttarakhand, uh, Himachal Province, Madhya Province, uh, Jugrat, I know I never say that right, and Uttar Pradesh, was challenged in a public interest litigation, or PIL, filed by the organization. The laws require individuals to disclose their conversion involuntarily, and the religious leader who conducts the ceremony has to contact the local district, district magistrate for prior permission. The converts are the ones who have to present the burden of proof to prove that their conversion to another faith wasn't fueled by some coercion or allurement, quote unquote. The petition said that, quote, these provisions force a person to disclose his faith and thereby invade into the privacy of a person. The compulsory disclosure of one's religion in any form amounts to a violation of their right to manifest his or her beliefs. Therefore, such disclosure is an unconstitutional. So let me give a little background for people who maybe don't know what this is about and why this is a big deal. In India, there are several states, I think possibly as many as one third of all of the states in the country that have some form of anti-conversion law on the books. And sometimes they're called anti-conversion laws, anti-forced conversion, anti-love jihad, or religious freedom bills. But they're not religious freedom. And this has to do with right-wing hysteria regarding mass conversions or a general demographic shift away from Hinduism. And this can happen in the form of... Um, quote-unquote love jihad, which is a conspiracy theory that Muslim men are pretending to be Hindu men and then making Hindu women fall in love with them. And then after they get married, revealing that they are actually Muslims and then forcing that woman to convert to Islam. And then all their children are going to be Muslims. And then this is going to change the demographics of India into an Islamic state. <laughs> so that's the love jihad portion of it. Or it's just general... Um, 
fears around people leaving Hinduism. Some of these laws in different states are so explicit that it basically in the law, it says not, it doesn't say it literally, but if you read and understand it, it's basically saying that, oh, okay, but if someone from Christianity or Islam or a different religion converts to Hinduism, then that's not going to be, you know, subject to the same scrutiny. But if you're leaving Hinduism, you have to give a district magistrate 30 days notice and you have the burden of proof, which means that instead of the state saying, oh, okay, we think that you're forced to convert for whatever reason and we have to prove it because we're the prosecutors, so to speak, the burden of proof is on the person converting to say, I was not forced to do this. But how do you prove Something that never happened. It's ridiculous. So um, it's like it kind of the opposite of innocent until proven guilty, you know, so to speak. And so this is really obviously, in my opinion, a huge overstep of the state. It's weird as hell to me that the state would be involved with this to any degree. But then also there are so many religious freedom issues surrounding this, like dozens that I can think of off the top of my head. And this is supposedly in the name of religious freedom, right? So anyways, all of this is basically, this Muslim organization is challenging these statutes in five different states. Now, I don't know the history of this particular Muslim organization. There's a lot of Muslim organizations in India that do a lot of sketchy shit, okay? So I'm not endorsing necessarily this organization, but I am in favor of what this PLI is advocating for, what it hopes to achieve. And they took an interesting approach to their argumentation in terms of arguing off of the basis of the right to privacy instead of arguing off the basis of violations of the portions of the Constitution related to religious freedom. Um, so yeah, I found I, th- I thought this was very, very interesting and very relevant to what we talk about. Armin, what is your reaction? Just a quick um, reaction. This is, uh, I'm happy and also kind of upset about this. Okay. I mean, I'm, I support this group doing this. Okay. I, I think they're doing a good thing. I just wish there was a secular group. I mean, India has a whole bunch of secular and atheist groups. Where where have they been? Like, why have they not? Why did you guys wait wait enough for a Muslim group to pick this up? This is literally secularism. So let's be a little bit fair in, uh, we, I think it was last week we covered a case regarding the, um, you know, quote unquote forced conversion law in Madhya Pradesh. And in that case, um, there was actually a rationalist society that spoke in the court against the narrative that they were pushing. So it seems that there are rationalist societies involved in aspects of fighting this maybe okay. wherever they can in their state. It was just this again, particular organization filed this before the Supreme Court. Okay, again, I'm not saying this Muslim group shouldn't be doing this, okay? I'm not saying, like, hey, stop, they should stop, like, let let the rationalists or the secularists or the atheists do it. I'm just saying, I'm just hoping that the atheist groups or secular groups or rational groups in India are also picking up a lot of this, you know, work, you know? Um, because we, we need the... We need the positive press for atheists and secularists in India, right? So don't 
you know, this is, could be a friendly competition. Don't let the don't let the Muslims be the ones who are <laughs> the, <laughs> at the front of fighting for secularism. Again, I'm not saying like stop them. I'm just saying like outdo them, okay? Because this is yeah. a good thing that they're doing. I mean, right? but, like we don't have nearly the same population and therefore funding to do this in the same capacity. Like, let's also be fair. Right. This is a okay. global problem that our community faces. Yeah. But and we can and we can use whatever help we can get. So whatever. So. And this is additional context. My understanding from what our Indian lawyers have told me in the past is that when a public interest litigation is filed, it's going to be years until this is heard before the court. Because we were, <laughs> we had a public interest litigation filed against us. <laughs> and that still hasn't come to fruition like two years later. So, um, and if it does get further in the court system, then it will probably be bundled into other cases that are dealing with the same issue. But the Indian court system is so notoriously overburdened that it could be years before this matter is dealt with, which is really unfortunate because people are being actively abused under these laws. Like right now, I, I remember we covered when the Uttar Pradesh law came into effect. Like there were people being persecuted just like normal ass Muslim dudes being persecuted because of that law literally within the same week. Like being falsely accused of notorious crap immediately afterwards. And so people are going to be getting their lives destroyed for like more and more years until this can finally be dealt with by the Supreme Court, which is just so infuriating. All right. We need to highlight some. We got a super chat and we got some comments. So. It's, it's, but we, we, before we get to the super chat, read this one. Sorgu is. Sorgu is saying, do we know what the intentions of this Muslim group is? Not specifically. I feel like I remember the name of this Muslim group, but I tend to get them confused. So I'm not going to make claims. I I do not endorse, necessarily endorse anything this organization does. I don't know what their okay. agenda is. Okay. So we got a uh, super chat. Secular, secular Sakai gave us a $10 super chat. Thank you so much, Secular Sakai. And also, Thank I you. missed you. It's good to see you again. Um, yeah. He's saying, it's been a super busy, busy week and a half for me. Traveling now, but we'll be donating $100 to Operation Iranian Renaissance when I get back to my computer today. Keep on updating us with the news, Atheist Republic. Oh, my God. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Sakai. This is so generous of you. We should include a link, start including a link to that in all our videos to appear in. We haven't Yeah, we should. I'm going to add that to my to-do list to make sure yeah. that we add that. Send, um, yeah, send that to me. Okay. Um, also... For those of you can... who do not know what Operation Iranian Renaissance is, Operation Iranian Renaissance is Atheist Republic's emergency translation project to provide life-saving manuals for Iranian protesters translated into Persian. Because in English, it's super easy to find, you know, information on how to protest safely, how to make a gas mask, how to fight tear gas, all this stuff. But this isn't easily found in Persian. So what we're doing is we have a whole project dedicated towards doing the translations and making materials that are easy to read with visuals and all this stuff to get this information to people inside of Iran. Because obviously... There isn't much else we can do to support them, but we have a huge community in Iran and it's very important to us and our hearts. So this is what we're doing. So thank you, Sakai, for being such a big supporter of what we do. 
Um, okay, let me add this to my to do okay, list. Also, okay, okay. Also, talking about funding, we have another comment by One Eyed Heathen saying, "You want to respond to this, Susie? Look at this." <laughs> One Eyed Heathen is saying, "Wait, people are suing you? Why?" <laughs> <laughs> well. Good, glad you asked. Um, in 2020, Armin made a tweet that blasphemed a Hindu goddess known as Kalima, and that set off two years of bullshit that we had to deal with. The Indian government banned our websites, banned us from Facebook. Uh, people were taking us to court in the Delhi High Court because of our tweets. We're technically taking twitter and then we became a party to the case like lots of legal details we were mentioned the supreme court of india like the in the <laughs> the supreme court of india our our twitter account and everything was brought up so there's that so why so. are people so oh we've had police reports filed against us armin yes yes yeah yeah yeah. we've yeah, had for blasphemy our lawyers yeah. have officially told us that we should not go to india <laughs> yes so why are we have had to you we have had to hire blasphemy yeah, we have had to hire lawyers, lawyers, and we had a whole legal fund and everything, which is still ongoing, by the way. So, yeah, if you could support us, that would be great. However, do not support us again. One uh, of he then is saying, "Oh wow, we'd love to donate to you guys." I'm currently broke. I totally support getting info about safe uh, protesting in Persia. Yeah, guys, if you are struggling financially, please donate. Don't donate to us. Just like the video. Liking the video helps our channel grow. So just do that. Okay. <laughs> so, think yeah. These comments are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. Bread, bread of life, Rebecca. I love you. Oh, hi. You again. She's saying, "Who would have known that it would be more controversial to blaspheme a Hindu god than Islam?" <laughs> Exactly. That's so true. And the activists that Armin has known for 15, 20 years of doing this activism, they're like, we have never seen this and we've been going after Islam for over 20 years. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Shriyash's comment sends me <laughs> most expensive horny moment. <laughs> this did turn it... <laughs> Armin, your face. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, yeah, the, we've uh, had quite a journey over the past two years. And keep in mind that this happened all during my first year of C as being a CEO of Atheist Republic. <laughs> Let alone an activist in general. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um. Hindustani uh, Bao is saying Indian courts are full of uh, Brahmin population as judges, almost 80% Brahmins as a result of what? Uh, Collegium? system. Collegium system. As in, like college, this I think. Uh, this decreased the justice rate. Okay, okay. Um, also, it seemed like you didn't pronounce something correctly. Did you say Gujarat wrong again? Gujarat? I don't Gujarat. know how to say it right. Gujarat. 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 What did you say though? Did you say Every time like? I say it, people, I think I said Gujarat. Gu Gujarat. Gujarat. No, not Jew. Not Jew. It's not Jew. It's Gu. 
Okay, but every time I, someone tells me how to say it, they tell me how to say it differently than the last time. So I've just I've just embraced just, always saying it wrong, and it's okay. just a part of who I am at this point. It's a character, it's a feature. <laughs> it's it's not a game. bug. <laughs> what, Secular Sakai just celebrated um, his nine month membership by saying, "Also going to donate fifty dollars to the legal GoFundMe." Oh wow! wow. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank guy you so is so much. generous with that. I can't even believe yeah. it. See, look at now. Shuriash is saying, telling me how to say it differently. Okay, it no, no. The main part is easy. don't say no. Okay, the rest if you get wrong is fine. Okay, just don't say Jew. Just say goo. The first part is the part people don't ever say Jew. Gujarat. Just say goo. Gujarat. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Being dyslexic does not help the situation at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. all right can we oh wait wait i haven't even had the next news up i'm having too much fun all right can we clap for the next news yes all right next news next news ngos accuse saudi government of infiltrating wikipedia to control content Two NGOs, that means non-governmental organizations, like nonprofits, Democracy for the Arab World, known as Don and Semex, have issued a joint statement accusing the Saudi government of infiltrating Wikipedia to control content about the country and apprehend those who contribute critical information about political prisoners. The statement says that the Saudi government infiltrated Wikipedia by recruiting the organization's highest-ranking administrators in the country, Osama Khalid. Khalid and Ziyad al-Sufiani, and that the two were arrested by Saudi authorities in September 2020 and sentenced to 32 and eight years in prison, respectively. The NGOs claim that they have evidence of the Saudi government's infiltration from anonymous sources and the imprisoned administrators. Wikipedia parent company, Wikimedia, denied the allegations, claiming that infiltration by the Saudi government is, quote, unlikely to be the case. However, acknowledged that some users who, quote, may have been Saudi were among those who were banned from the website. Wait, I don't understand. Uh, so they jailed two administrators? Like, how can you walk us through, like, exactly what happened? Yeah. So, I would like to preface this with saying that I personally do not know how I feel about the veracity of these claims. Because hmm. it can be tempting to be like, oh, my God, the Saudis control everything. Um, especially because <laughs> of what happened at Twitter. Um, but, personally... <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, that was good. Sorry. <laughs> but personally, I am not entirely convinced. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So, but let's give a little bit more context. So, one of these organizations that is making these allegations is Semex. It's a Lebanese-based organization based on working on human rights in like West Africa and the Levant. And then Dawn the acronym is actually the organization that was founded by Jamal Khashoggi. And so, you know, that lends it a bit more credibility, but I 
still have questions. So I will read you more information. And this is from Dawn itself. So let's see what they say. What are, what are the claims that they're making? According to the sources with knowledge of the matter who spoke to Don and Semex, on in September 2020, the Saudi government arrested two high-ranking Wikipedia administrators in Saudi Arabia and on the same day charged them with swaying public opinion and violating public morals. The Specialized Criminal Court, the country's counterterrorism court, used to prosecute political detainees, sentenced them in the summer of 2020 to five and eight years in the prison in Rijia, respectively. Sources close to the case told Don that the government prosecuted them because they had contributed information deemed critical about the persecution of political activists in the country. The Specialized Criminal Court later um, increased their charges or their, their imprisonment sentence. Okay, let's go a little bit farther. Um, Wikimedia appears to have acknowledged the infiltration and banned many of its editors in the country without providing any details. On December 6, 2022, Wikimedia announced it had banned 16 users for quote-unquote conflict of interest editing following an internal investigation that had commenced in January 2022. Sources with knowledge of Wikimedia's operations revealed to Don and Semex that the ban was against 16 Saudi users, Wikimedia's highest-ranking editorial team in the region, um, following its discovery that they were serving as agents for the Saudi government to promote positive content about the government and delete content critical of the government, including information okay, okay. about political prisoners. Okay, this is going to backfire because... Now a lot of people are going to go and check everything about Saudi Arabia to make sure that everything human rights related or is there. Or mm -hmm. yeah, whatever they're thinking, like this is this will obviously some people will eventually figure this out, and there will be now people that will now scrutinize every single page about Saudi Arabia. So this is gonna again like what everything they do keeps backfiring backfiring on them. Like I don't know if they are they're not very smart, huh? No. I'm talking about, I'm talking about House of Saad, by the way. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah, Arab. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends. It depends. It depends. Mm. Not always, you know. Um. So let let's give a timeline here. So in 2020, there were two Wikipedia administrators who were arrested and sentenced to decades in prison by the Saudis because they were, you know, spreading information that was inconvenient for the government according to them now in 2022 we have a different group of people who were 16 administrators were banned for having conflicts of interest high-ranking administrators because wikipedia has like a ranking system for who can edit and don these organizations are saying that internal sources have told them that they were all saudis who were being incentivized by the government to go about doing this. Now, Wikimedia is saying, okay, we did have this ban. There were people who were involved in conflicting things and there was shady stuff going on and they were banned because of that. And some of them may have been Saudi, but they're not confirming exactly what went on here. But according to Don and Semex, they're saying, we know people who are behind the scenes and they're telling us, that this is what was going on. Yeah. Again, With I just that don't information, know what okay. that further context, what do you make of this? 
I just, I, I just still don't know what, they, what could they have possibly been thinking if this is all true. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. so, it just seems so stupid. But yeah, I mean, you're right to be skeptical. I do want to highlight this comment by Miriam saying, "I will never understand how one family in the desert was able to make the world's sole superpower bend over and take it." Sans lube. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it is it, is pretty obvious because they found lube. They found lube under their under their desert. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. A lot of it, right? So. <laughs> right? I love, I think out of all the Christians I know, Mariam speaks the most explicitly, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking about that, I'm having a dis discussion with the Bread of Life about explicit content on her channel. Oh, nice. In English or Persian? In English, in English. Nice, so, nice, nice. yeah. So, speaking about explicit content and Christians, um, yeah, check that. Subscribe to Rebecca's Bread of Life channel because she's going to convince me why uh, porn is bad, apparently. And I will. Oh, this is going to uh, be juicy. Yes, yes, we'll see. Oh, poor we'll Rebecca. See. I love you, Rebecca. I'm so sorry for what Armin's about to do to you. No, I don't know I'm what it's going to nice. be, but it's probably going to be upsetting. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be nice. What are you talking about? That's not fair. No, you are very nice. You're very nice. Yeah. I was just joking. Well, people, I know. I know. And people Rebecca doesn't get phased. No, she doesn't. She's very patient with me. She's like, <laughs> she's very patient with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We need to move. Is there any other comments? Oh, there's some comments by. Shriyash and um, D that you might want to highlight before I bring the next news or no? Oh, okay. well, wait. Shriyash? Um, okay. He's saying tribal clan structures are an extremely authoritarian social view. Oh. Okay. In some ways. Yeah. Mm. All right. Oh, wow. Mariam actually is... Uh, Okay, Mariam is like a very unique Christian. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you, Mariam. That's a very anti-Christian stereotype. With children present, you're gonna say this. <laughs> <laughs> no one gave my my friend here a good name. I'm a little bit disappointed. Mm -hmm. I was hoping to walk out of this with right now. Leave a comment, guys, after the stream. Let us know. How to? We could make a post on on YouTube asking people for like with a picture of you. <laughs> um. <laughs> and people could come up with uh, with names. Yeah. Anyways, so we need to move on to the first uh, to the last news. Can we clap for this? Yes, we can. Yay! Next news. Next news. Atheist Republic's glorious return to Twitter. Guys, we didn't talk about this yet because we had, you know, really important stuff to talk about earlier in this year with the rest of Sohail Arabi. Um, but we can officially announce that after, I think, a year of being suspended. I think it was over a year of being suspended. Atheist Republic is now magically back on Twitter. 
how did that end up happening, Armin? Did you actually file an appeal or did suddenly one day they were just like... No, no, I filed an appeal. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. Amazing. So we're back. We're back on Twitter, guys. Amazing. I, for, I don't know for how long, but we're back for now. <laughs> yeah, go follow us. Please go follow us. So for people who don't know, can you explain to them why we were banned from Twitter? Oh my gosh. So our Twitter saga goes back to Armin's sexy Cali blasphemy, which put a target on our back ever since. And uh, basically we suffered a lot of targeted mass reporting, um, people following, filing false DMC takedown claims against us. And um, then finally we ended up getting banned on, wait, no, no, no. It hasn't been a year. Not yet. Because it happened. I remember. Now I remember. We got suspended on April 1st of 2022. And I remember because I was like, there's no way this is an April Fool's joke. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So, and Twitter never told us why we were suspended. They never told us why. It was because of Kelly. We found out why later. Yeah. And... Like they, you know, they're supposed to send you an email. They're supposed to describe why we would suspend us. They would say, no, we are committed to this ban. Still wouldn't tell us why. In the court proceedings that we had for our blasphemy case in the Delhi High Court, which Twitter was a party to that case because there were some people that were so freaking butthurt over like three tweets we had about Hinduism that they were going to sue Twitter to remove the contents of our tweets. And basically throughout these court proceedings, Twitter agreed to remove these quote-unquote objectionable tweets from the Indian market. And they did. They followed the terms of what the court order was. The court in Delhi ordered Twitter to remove our tweets. Yeah. That's real. Because of blasphemy against Hinduism. Which were so mild in comparison to our memes against Christianity or Islam. But the judges literally acted personally victimized because it was Hinduism. Saying, oh, you wouldn't do this if it was against other religions. Literally, what we say about them is worse! (laughs) And no one cares! Anyways, suddenly after this court order came out, they fulfilled the terms of the court order, and then within... Two days of fulfilling the court, or three days, less than a week of fulfilling the court order, suddenly our entire account was suspended. And then later throughout, as the court proceedings went on, Twitter revealed in the paperwork that they submitted, in an affidavit that they submitted to the court that our, my lawyers gave me, our lawyers, excuse me, um, Twitter basically said that they banned Atheist Republic for so-called ban evasion, meaning Armin and I are both personally banned on Twitter as well because of this same BS because of all this same BS that I've kind of just listed. And so they're basically saying that atheist Republic is, you know, Susanna and Armin trying to get around their own personal ban. But the problem with that whole argument argumentation is that one atheist Republic's Twitter account was created almost 10 years before I ever had a Twitter. So how can atheist Republic be, me, you know, trying to get around my own ban when it was created almost 10 years in advance. Second, it was basically conflating 
me and Armin as individuals with Atheist Republic as an organization. Like these are all three separate entities. They are not representative of each other. Like we as individuals have our own personal Twitter accounts. And some of that is dedicated to representing Atheist Republic, some of it. But Atheist Republic's Twitter account is not dedicated towards representing Armin and Susanna. We're just two of the most public faces. Atheist Republic's Twitter account is towards representing our global community as an organization and a registered nonprofit in Canada and 501c3 in the United States. So saying that we're doing a ban evasion yeah. for us as individuals is not true. We shouldn't, we, we shouldn't explain that because people so might use it against. But anyways, anyways the good news is, is that we're back for now. So back. go follow us. We're follow us yeah. <laughs> go follow Atheist Republic on Twitter. And also, look at this suggestion. I was going to do that. Susanna didn't let me. Susanna was like, can we please try to keep this account? I'm like, fine. I was going to, so Hindustani Bao was saying, make a tweet on Kelly for revenge. I really, like, we're not even posting our blasphemy on Twitter. Like, I, I think it's safe to post our blasphemy on Twitter, isn't it? But I don't People, know. No, we fought so hard to get it back. Sure. I just don't want to have everything go down in flames again. I spend so much of my time battling these social media platforms. I'm like, we got a small W. Can we enjoy it for a little while? A little while. Okay, fine. Hmm. Um, I'm still banned. I don't know why. Armin is still banned. At least he got an explanation. It's wrong, yeah. but at least he got an explanation. But we're yeah. working on it. Anyways, we should move on. Guys, make sure you like the video. So shiny, uh, shiny D. That sounds like a. Okay. Sorry, Armin, for my repetitive comments. Actually, I thought that you aren't receiving my comments. Should I ask now? Well, we have like a few seconds, but we're about to end there show um Becca's saying don't let them silence you Susanna <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right oh look at this what did, did we get them back we got this um like a week a week ago right like yeah. a week and a half a week and a half so we say Twitter is horrible well it's getting yeah it's weird um hearts for Susanna thank you everyone oh, thank you. um Oh my God! People are saying, but but Elon Musk is a hero of free speech, you guys. Uh, so you are now free to make uh, veiled threats and dead name trans people, but not criticize Hinduism. Apparently, yeah, guys. Like uh, Twitter, it doesn't make any sense anymore, right? Like, I mean, it never made sense, but now it's even more chaotic. We don't know what could get you get. It's there's very little communication between. Uh, Twitter and the users, so we have no idea what could get us banned now, right now. And there's that idea of you could say anything that's not true. Like Elon himself is responsible for actively getting people banned based on things that offend him. So we have no idea. We have no idea. Um, anyways, guys, make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell notification. Make sure you leave a comment once the stream is over. If you are not struggling financially, and only if you're not struggling financially, consider supporting us on Patreon. You could support us as by financially by becoming a YouTube member. Um, you could also support us on PayPal. There's a link to PayPal in the description as well if you don't like uh, Patreon or YouTube membership. Um, um, also, make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter for getting all our uh, free blasphemous art. Uh, if you're on our newsletter, we will, you know, there's a link that's uh, below that says get our 
Blasphemous Art booklet for free. And then after that, you will subscribe to our newsletter and you get more art every week. So subscribe to that. Um, and oh, yeah, on Patreon, if you if you become a patron on Patreon, you get the explicit version of our art. Unless, unless Rebecca uh, can prove to show to me that this is all wrong. So my, guys, make sure you all go get it on Patreon before Rebecca convinces me that this is bad and we should stop our Patreon. Because if she convinces me, I'm going to have to remove everything, right? So you have only um, a few more days um, before you get all our juicy, juicy, explicit 18 plus blasphemous art, okay? Um, yeah. So, yeah. And also come watch me on Rebecca's YouTube channel, which is this one, Bread of Life, where we debate um, explicit pornographic content. And <laughs> Yeah, and whether or not it's bad for humanity or good for humanity or neither, right? Um, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Only if two you days guys later. had fun enjoying the show, make sure to join us next week, same time. And if you learned something, if this brought value to your life and you're like, man, I wish more of my community like knew about these things, like share it with a friend. Be like, this was educational. This expanded my horizons my knowledge, my appreciation for the world and some of the issues that are happening with it. Um, but yes, that's that's the end of the show for this week. Thank you. Oh, Hindustani Bao is saying, can we talk on audio uh, call one-to-one? -one? Yes. If you are a YouTube member on our Q&A days, you could um, come up and talk to um, me and Secularity uh, audio one-to-one. -one, okay. So that's one benefit for YouTube members right so the main benefit to patreons our patreons is that they get our blasphemous art and they could ask us questions ahead of time for us to answer during our q a and the benefit for our youtube members is that they could on our show on our q a shows they could come up and talk to us um on with you know audio one-to-one -one, right anyways thank you everybody and see you on the next show so bye Mwah.